Welcome to Doing a World of Good, a podcast from the American Institute of Chemical Engineers dedicated to shining the light on the positive works of our members and supporters. I'm your host, Bob North. We often take for granted the ways in which the chemical industry benefits people around the world. But today's guest not only can attest to the positive impact of the chemical industry, he illustrates it in the narrative of his career journey. It's a story of continual adjustment, taking new approaches without sacrificing his core beliefs in lifelong learning, strong family values, and the importance of ethical business behavior. Raj Gupta is an internationally recognized business leader, having served as the CEO and president of Roman Haas. And in his new book, $8 in a Dream, My American Journey, he reveals how many of his experiences in the chemical enterprise shaped his worldview and helped him and the industry as a whole to affect positive change in the global community. Welcome, Raj. Glad to be here. Now, let's start with the book. I mean, $8 and a Dream, an amazingly powerful image for an equally powerful book. Tell us a little bit about it, please. Well, the origins of the book go back to my two daughters, uh, one a lawyer, another one a doctor, and I have three little grandkids, four, five, and seven-year-old. Three years ago, they reached out to me and asked me, Dad, would you write the family history? And I thought about it, and actually by the time I got to age of 22, I figured out that it was hard to separate the work I did, where we lived, and raising the family. So it sort of became amalgam of the life we lived together and the professionally and personally. And that's really the origin of the book. It was just a, a very personal um, exercise of understanding who you were and what you were facing here in this country and what you were facing in your career. It, it was very personal. As it turned out, uh, it was a narrative from me, but also from people who knew me at different times of my career, including really unedited version of comments from my daughter and my wife. <laughs> so, so I think it, it is a very personal story and a professional one as well. Well, let's get into the professional side of this since this is a professional podcast. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your choice to become an engineer. What drove that decision in your life? So my father was a civil engineer and so was my maternal grandfather. Really? So yes. you're the third generation. I'm the third generation <laughs> of engineer. And of course, you know, when I was growing up, mechanical engineering was the emerging field and civil engineering was sort of a passe. <laughs> so my, it was my father's dream that one of his sons becomes mechanical engineer and another one becomes a civil servant. And I was anointed to become a mechanical engineer. A mechanical engineer? That's uh, well, it's just like what particularly drove you to take that interest in mechanical engineering and apply it to the chemical industry? Why the chemical industry in particular? So, you know, I only studied chemistry and some process engineering while I was at Indian Institute of Technology, which was one of the premier institutions for engineering in India. And, uh, you know, so, so my interest in chemical industry grew over time. I, it was not something that I anticipated or expected to happen. It was as the events unfolded. <laughs> so it's something that you kind of fell into and then found love in as a, pr as a part of just doing the job. Absolutely. Yes. Wow, that's, that's really amazing. 
How, how did your en engineering experience help shape your career as a whole? Because you, you started off as an engineer, but you ended up as an executive running a huge chemical um, enterprise. Uh, how did that engineering background shape the way that you approached the business? You know, I always think of engineering as a great place to start. Okay, I think it provides you the framework for logical thinking, very analytical, very fact-based, and also an opportunity to work in teams because you know no single engineer really d does anything on their own, but it's, it's a great foundation to build a career on in just about any profession. So I, I think, uh, to me, engineering has served me very well, and I think it'll serve a lot of young people entering the career and education will serve them very well. Tell us a little bit more about that team building aspect of engineering. Um, you, how, give us an example of how it, uh, it affected the way that you approach the boardroom or how you approach business decisions. So you know, take, take for example, I mean, you know, no single engineer creates anything. You know, usually engineers are great at taking concepts and ideas and turning them into reality. And you know, these are usually multi-year, multi-million dollar projects and it almost forces every engineer to work in a team rather than just as an individual. And I think by working as a team, uh, my experience has been that it comes, uh, you end up with a better solution and a better outcome and a be better product than just leaving it to individuals. Did you experience a lot of pushback in that? I mean, it's just like the, you know, having executives work together who are used to working as individuals, sometimes that can be difficult to, to circumnavigate. So how did you manage to deal with those types of problems? You know, my, my experience has been that uh, it's the larger interest of the enterprise. If every employee working in the organization, doesn't matter what their size is, they think that they are there to serve the larger interest of the enterprise, and that's going to make the enterprise better and their prospects better. The second thing to look out for is obviously not just doing the job at hand, but thinking about things that you can contribute above and beyond the job at hand. And that distinguishes individuals from you know, the average employee. Take a combination of those two. I, I think you have outstanding leaders and an outstanding team in any organization. Now, th there's something that I'm really interested in because it's like a lot of what we know about you is from your role as the CEO of Roman Haas. Uh, what do you do now? You ran a major co chemical company. What do you do now as a working professional? Were there any individuals that played a particularly important role in helping you to shape you know, chapter two of your career? Well, first of all, you know, one, one of the things I talk about in my book is how mentors over time helped me become who I am and gave me opportunities well above and beyond what I thought I was capable of. And they include the person, Fred Schaefer, who was CFO at that time who hired me, and my two predecessors at Roman Haas, uh, Larry Wilson, who preceded me, and Vince Gregory, who preceded him. In fact, you know, we only had five CEOs in 100-year history of Roman Haas. Really? Only, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and only three of them were non-family members. So it, it was a unique organization in that respect. Uh, and they, they were, you know, a huge contributor to my success and what I became as a person. It sounds like that was um, a, a formative opportunity. Have you had opportunities to shape the careers and the 
um, the decisions of younger executives just like you were helped along the way? You know, this is one thing I take a great deal of pride in. Uh, you know, we were a relatively mid-sized company compared to the giants in the industry. And today, you know, 14 out of 30 plus of my senior team are CEOs of public and private companies really? around the world. That is, that that's is an remarkable. That's an impressive statistic. It truly is. And, you know, it's very gratifying because I think that shows the kind of people we recruited and the investment we made in their development. Now, all businesses face challenges, but the chemical industry also helps address challenges. Are you still focused on any challenges you may have first encountered during your career at Roman Haas, and what are you doing to solve these, these problems? So I think the chemical industry is actually a fundamental industry, and I believe that most people don't realize how chemical industry has improved the quality of life around the world for centuries. Think about food. Think about healthcare, think about water, think about environment, think about the evolution of the automotive industry, the electronics industry. Uh, chemical industry has been at the forefront of all these major changes in terms of the progress that's been made and how it served the mankind. And frankly, you know, I think uh, in all the board activities and post-retirement activities we can touch on a little later is what I look for is how companies not only are good at making money, which is important, but also what are the other important things and the contributions that they can make for making life better for the rest of the mankind. Now, what, what is the challenge that you're currently spending the most of your time on that you're most passionate about today? Um, love to know that. So, you know, I've been very fortunate that uh, post-Roman Haas, uh, I have served on the boards of some leading companies in diverse industries. For example, I've been on Hewlett-Packard board for the last nine years, longest serving board member. I've been on the board of Vanguard Group, that's the largest uh, um, financial services company in the world for 14 years. Uh, Tyco International, that was a multi-industry company, now has resulted in six other companies and I'm chairman of Delphi Automotive, which is really in the thick and thin of changes that are taking place in the automotive industry and a couple of other private companies. And what I have observed right now in the last, say, since I retired, are two major trends that are shaping the industry. One is the impact of technology. is accelerating pace of change that's resulted for all the organizations. And I would say more established organizations have had difficult time adjusting to that change. And shaping that change and helping organizations go through that is something that's uh, very exciting and very meaningful. And the other one I would say, just the force of globalization, both from a customer point of view as well as competitive point of view. And these two forces are really reshaping the industrial landscape around the world. And finally, you have to add the technology skills that are now, you know, China and India produces probably two or three times engineers and scientists than the United States does. So how do you get the talent and where do you get the talent? Right, right, and then it's just like, and globalization is affecting every single business, not just the chemical industry. So, I mean, it's, it's something that is incredibly valuable in terms of your mentorship going forward, helping both businesses and individual executives to make those types of decisions. Um, what kind of opportunities 
are, are you most proud of that you've worked on? Can you talk about anything specific that you've worked on, or is that all under NDA and not able to share about? No, I, I think, you know, yes, I can talk about, at least generically, about okay. how these things, uh, these forces are shaping the companies. Uh, take example of Tyco, which was a multi-industry company, and the CEO there, Ed Breen, who now happens to be the CEO of DuPont and soon to be CEO of Combined Dow and DuPont, came to the board and said, you know, these businesses which are part of this company don't belong together. And the reason they don't belong together is because we cannot invest in all the businesses at the level they require investment. We cannot recruit the kind of talent that we need. And these companies are not focused enough to really emerge as leaders in their own field. And they really need to be independent companies. So, you know, we went through a process uh, over time to really split that company in six pieces. And today, just about every one of those companies have turned out to be leaders in their own field. We did pretty much the same thing at Delphi Automotive, which was largely dependent on General Motors for their survival. In 20 different businesses, uh, they went through a bankruptcy as General Motors was declining. And during that period, they really reshaped their portfolio, changed their footprint, geographic footprint, and also change their customer mix, but continue to invest in technology. And today, they've emerged as the leading supplier of automotive components to make cars safer, as well as uh, uh, more connected than ever before. So, so industry after industry, company after company, you are seeing organizations that are go adjusting to the new reality, and it's very exciting. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about the way that your engineering background helps you in terms of leading and guiding and, and shaping what Roman Haas became. And, you know, you paid a lot of mention to team building and how, you know, working as a team was incredibly successful for you. Um, is there anything else about your engineering background, uh, and especially working in a company like Roman Haas where you're you know, employing so many engineers. Is there any special ways that engineers make a difference uh, in the organization uh, that we haven't discussed so far? Any things that come to mind? Well, you know, I think Roman Haas was uh, a unique company because uh, uh, almost 80 years of its 100-year history was all organic growth. Products coming out of its own R&D, teaching our customers how to use them, and getting value out of them and staying very close to customers. That was the history of Roman Haas. But you know, as the industry matured and we grew, it became very apparent that we, some of the businesses we were in were getting commoditized. We were not globalized enough and the competition was changing the landscape for us. And I think you know, one of the things which I pride myself are the colleagues I had, many of them engineers and scientists uh, with chemical background is their ability to diagnose the challenges and issues very objectively. And when we came to a conclusion, they were very well aligned to get the message out and execute them. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the things that is so essential when things are moving rapidly, that you can align the organization, come to a conclusion, and then go execute it. And, and I think you know engineers have a very special skills in terms of being rational, and being objective and really getting to the end result quickly and then lining behind the message and getting it done. 
Now, speaking of solving challenges, uh, if we could solve one of the world's big challenges through chemical engineering, what would the result look like? What would it be? And can you describe it for us? What, what's nearest and dearest to your heart? So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, chemical industry has been at the center of uh, progress for centuries, and its impact is increasing rather than decreasing at this point in time. So if I were to pick one issue where the industry can make a huge impact, I would say it is to provide safe drinking water to everybody around the world. Mm. And th that's, that's fascinating. Well, how would you approach that problem? Well, I think you know the, our industry, if you look through and say what we can do to improve or take seawater to rainwater to contaminated water, is, is, is to make it cleaner and make it safer. And in fact, this is probably one of the most uh, cha biggest challenge, I might say, that's facing the people around the world. And I don't think we have quite come to grasp the impact of this. And you know, think about all the diseases and all the health issues that emerge out of not having access to safe drinking water. Mm. And, and speaking of causes and moving on to the next generation, the millennial generation has a reputation for wanting their work to matter beyond just the task or project at hand. If you were talking to a young person considering career options, say a, a high school student or a first year college, college student, what would you say to them about engineering as a choice? What would you, how would you characterize the, the career choice as a way to make a difference in the world? You know, I would say, you know, that if by itself, engineering is a great career. Think mm. about what engineers do, or chemical engineers do specifically. I mean, they take ideas and concept and convert them into reality. I mean, a lot of what we see in the world and the progress would not have happened had it not been for creative engineers who are able to take ideas and concepts out of labs and build facilities around the world operate them safely, improve their efficiency, and really produce products that are in demand and really uh, improve the quality of life. So by itself, it's a great profession. And I think the second thing to remember is having education in engineering really opens up numerous avenues for any young people. You know, my, my example is a good example. I studied mechanical engineering and ended up uh, leading a large organization. <laughs> I mean, my own daughter, older one, studied chemical engineering at MIT and decided to go into medicine. And she's now a professor at Johns Hopkins in medicine. So I think, you know, that's the other thing to think about is uh, there is no single training that gives you more avenues for growth and contribution than engineering does. Wow, that's a, that's a great way to do uh, to sum that up. And can you sum up what your career has enabled you to do that really mattered to you? Anything that would kind of leave us understanding a little bit more about you and the opportunities that the profession gave to you? Well, three things uh, really come to my mind. Number one, I was extremely fortunate to work 39 years of my career at Roman Haas, which is a fantastic company with a great legacy, great core values, and always the emphasis on doing the right thing. And I think that to me was something very unique and special about that company. The second one, which I mentioned earlier, is the ability to mentor up and rising executives uh, 
and have them realize their potential. And I mentioned 14 of my 30 plus colleagues today are CEOs of companies around mm. the world. And the third thing I would say is, uh, you know, working at Roman Haas and uh, rising to the position of chairman CEO gave me enough means to give back to causes I believe in. And through our foundation, Ojala, we have really a huge commitment both in the United States and India, largely towards education and healthcare for young kids. Wow, that's fascinating and that's great. And I think that wraps up our time together. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Raj. Pleasure. Our guest today has been Raj Gupta and his book is $8 in a Dream, My American Journey. You can find it on Amazon and I highly recommend that you buy a copy right now. It's a fascinating story. And that just about does it for this episode of Doing a World of Good. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, search for us on your favorite podcast directory. On behalf of everyone at the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, I'm Bob Norp. Thanks for listening. <laughs>